ओम अज्ञान ज्ञानंजन शिलाकया हरे कृष्णा एवरीवन वेलकम बैक टू सेशन नंबर ऑफ़ द भगवदगीता स्टडी सर्कल वी हैव बीन इंटेंसली डिस्कसिंग चैप्टर सेवन एंड राइट नाउ वी आर इन अ वेरी नाइस सेक्शन ऑफ चैप्टर सेवन वेर Krishna is revealing some more interesting things about who is going to surrender to him and those who are not going to surrender to him so let us try to understand this very nice uh, uh, section of the bhagavad gita and <clears throat> before we begin that uh, let us have a quick recap of what we have actually discussed in the previous uh, session in the previous session we had discussed uh, uh, verse number 12 13 and 14 and in 14 very nicely krishna had said that how that there are these people daivi esha gunamai mama maya duratyaya mam evaye prapadyante mayam etam tarantite so here in this verse krishna has explained daivi esha gunamai so this energy of mind is daivi it is very very special it is not an ordinary it is a very superful super uh, powerful uh, energy of the lord and krishna is saying that this energy of mind mama maya duratyaya so this is mama maya why is he saying mama maya because it is belonging to him and krishna in fact is saying that this is a very integral and important energy of mind that's why he is considering and saying it as calling it as mama maya it is my maya and this maya is duratyaya of course now when we hear this most people understand that oh maya means very uh, dangerous you know maya maya jal they say and we are all in this maya jal and when we are in this maya jal it is difficult to come out of it so many people have this uh, some sort of negative connotation towards maya but we should understand this is an energy of the lord it is daivi it is very very potent very powerful in nature and it is a personal energy of the lord so in that sense it is not actually something which is going to uh, it is material or that has any negative connotation it has a specific duty this particular energy called maya the external energy has a specific duty and that duty is to keep the people in this world in this material world illusion it always keeps this uh, people in this world away from truth and that truth is krishna right so we should understand this very very important aspect so we should know that krishna is saying this because although this is a very very powerful extremely powerful uh, energy which is overcome which is difficult to overcome and lord has specifically assigned a duty to this particular energy and that energy is to bewilder people right they nobody can escape this so but krishna is saying that okay this energy is very powerful but then krishna is also saying that 
ृहिणी now you see this uh, at home the woman has full rights to go to every nook and corner and take care of every nook and corner of the household and the man is working outside he takes care of other external things but at home the grahini actually takes care of everything that is required for the household grahastha is working outside the man and the grahini is working at home taking care of everything of the household affairs every nook and corner of the household things right so similarly the lord has assigned all this household thing what is this household thing the household things of this world this material world to this perfect grahini that energy is this mamamaya duratya this external energy of the lord is the perfect grahini which is an expansion of lakshmi devi again so it is taking care of this world perfectly now the question comes this is very difficult to understand many people say that what is this krishna is saying that this energy belongs to him and this energy the duty of this energy is to keep all the people in illusion and bewilder them and then krishna is saying that okay now if you can somehow surrender to me then you can get out of this illusion how is this possible first of all he is himself creating this illusory energy maya he is putting us into this energy under the influence of this energy and then he is telling that if you surrender to me then you will get out of this now when we are in maya how is it possible that we will be able to surrender to krishna and which is created by krishna himself so it is so difficult first of all it is duratya krishna himself is saying it is very difficult to overcome he is creating this and then asking us to surrender to him what a contradictory statement it is is it not so very difficult to understand people say this is not right what krishna is doing is not right he is putting us in illusion creating this energy and then telling us to surrender this is very unfair isn't it so that is why when krishna says all these things there will be a lot of different uh, depths to uh, understanding these things because krishna when he saying that he actually wants people to come back to him but with thorough test so this energy this maya is actually testing our purity because only only when you become pavitra then you can actually go to the pavitra dhama that is the golok vrindavana without become pavitra pure how can we actually enter that pure dhama so this energy is actually testing us so only when we go through this test of maya and become uh, free from maya the illusory energy that is when we can actually enter the spiritual world but then when this is all created krishna is also going to explain in the next verse that who are those people who cannot actually surrender to me he is asking us to surrender so that if we surrender to him then we will be able to escape this maya 
But now Krishna is going to explain why people cannot escape this Maya. Who are those people who cannot escape this Maya? That is what Krishna is going to explain in the next verse. So Uma Kumar, you can unmute yourself and let's get to Yes, Dr. Prabhuji. This is 15th verse, very interesting verse. So let's chant. Namam Dushkritino Mudaha. Namam Dushkritino Mudaha. Prapadyante Naradamaha. Prapadyante Naradamaha. Mayaya Pratagnana. Mayaya Pratagnana. Asuram Bhava Mashritaha. Asuram Bhava Mashritaha. Once again, Namam Dushkriti no Mudaha. Namam Dushkriti no Mudaha. Rapadjante Naradamaha. Rapadjante Naradamaha. Maya Apratagnana. Maya Apratagnana. Asuram Bhava Mashritaha. Asuram Bhava Mashritaha. Wonderful. So please read the translation. Though uh, those miserants who are grossly foolish, who are lowest among mankind, whose knowledge is stolen by illusion, and who partake of the aesthetic nature of demons, do not surrender unto me. Thank you very much. So here Krishna is explaining something very interesting. What is that? He is saying that Namam Dushkrino Muraha. So there are four categories of people who will not surrender to Krishna. Who are those four categories of people? Who are these Dushkritis? Kriti means uh, good deeds, good fame and everything, good pious activities. Dushkriti means impious activities. So now, Namam Dushkritino Mudaha. Mudaha means grossly foolish. Prapadyante Naradamaha. Naradama is second category, who is actually the lowest of the mankind. Maya, Mayaya Apratagnana. Those people whose intelligence is bewildered. And then Asuram Bhava Mashritaha. Those who are demoniac in nature. So now, when Krishna is categorizing these people, it is based on the state of their mind, what kind of consciousness they have. It is not simply based on their externals, but these are the people who have this kind of inclinations in their con- consciousness. So let us understand now all these different types of people. So here, basically, Prapadyante Naradamaha. So this Dushkriti, Dushkriti, who is this Dushkritis? Dushkritis means these are people who are having this Papa Swabhavaha. These people who have the tendency or an inclination towards committing sins, more and more sins. So these are Dushkritis. So this is one thing we should understand. All the people who have all the sinful tendencies, these are Dushkritis. Now when we talk about sinful tendencies or sins, basically... In Krishna Consciousness, we have understood that the major, the four types of sins that we always discuss about, that is no meat-eating, no gambling, no intoxication and no illicit sex. So, 
we all have to follow this regulative principles only then we will not become tushkritis so this is a very important thing so that is why we have this dharmic principles okay now you want to enjoy okay you can get married and there can be a nice relationship between husband and wife and then they can unite to produce good children so that is under the code of dharma then you are not called dushkriti but when you act outside of this then that is when we become dushkritis so then dushkriti means then there will be problem that is a problem then also meat eating meat eating is a big problem right these days so many animals are getting cut most of the restaurants and everything that we see most of them are non vegetarian so many animals are getting killed for the satisfaction of the tongue and it is so intense that uh, people ruthlessly are killing animals so much and the same thing had happened earlier also in the name of shastras in the name of scriptures animals were killed by the people after mahabharata so many animals were getting killed because of sacrifice in the name of sacrifice uh, in the name of vedas they were killing a lot of animals so lot of these things were happening and that is why buddha had to incarnate lord buddha personally came and his only motto his mission was ahimso paramo dharmo ahimsa paramo dharma so ahimsa became the prime dharma of the time of buddha because buddha introduced ahimsa because so many animals were getting killed that's why there is a very very beautiful uh, verse also in the jayadev goswami dasha avatara uh, stotra in that we uh, uh, very nicely sing also nindasi yagna viderah shruti jatam sadaya hridaya darshita pashughatam ಶುತಿಘಾತಂ ಸದಯ ಹೃದಯ ದರ್ಶಿತ ಪಶುಘಾತಂ ಸೊ ಪಶುಘಾತಂ ಆಲ್ ದಿಸ್ ಆನಿಮಲ್ ಕಿಲ್ಲಿಂಗ್ ವಾಸ್ ಹ್ಯಾಪನಿಂಗ್ ಬುದ್ಧಾ ಕೇಮ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಸೆಟ್ ನಥಿಂಗ್ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಐ ಆಮ್ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಟೇಕ್ ಇಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದೇ ಶುಡ್ ನಾಟ್ ಬಿ ಎನಿ ಆನಿಮಲ್ ಕಿಲ್ಲಿಂಗ್ ಅಂಡ್ ದಟ್ಸ್ ವೈ ಹಿ ರಿಜೆಕ್ಟೆಡ್ ದ ವೇದಾ ಸೊ ರೆಗ್ಯುಲೇಟಿವ್ ಪ್ರಿನ್ಸಿಪಲ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಇಂಪಾರ್ಟೆಂಟ್ ನೋ ಮೀಟ್ ಈಟಿಂಗ್ ನೋ ಗ್ಯಾಮ್ಲಿಂಗ್ ಗ್ಯಾಮ್ಲಿಂಗ್ ಅಗೇನ್ ಸೋ ಮಚ್ ಆಫ್ ಕನ್ಫ್ಯೂಷನ್ ವಿ ನೋ ಬಿಕಾಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಸ್ ಗ್ಯಾಮ್ಲಿಂಗ್ ಮ್ಯಾಚ್ ಸೋ ಮಚ್ ದೇ ಹ್ಯಾಡ್ ಟು ಸಫರ್ ಆಲ್ ದ ಪಾಂಡವಾಸ್ ದುಷ್ಕೃತಿ ದಟ್ ದುಷ್ಕೃತಿ ಲಿಟಲ್ ಬಿಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಆಕ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿಯರ್ಸ್ you know although they were very great devotees but then because they acted a little bit it is to show all of us that how it can bring a lot of trouble even to good people if you engage in gambling right and intoxication so many lives are getting spoiled because of drugs lot of youngsters today are getting into the drugs even the school students are getting into drugs and there is so much of confusion they are losing their uh, strength and they are losing their clear thinking because of drugs so it is very unfortunate situation right so these are the different types of this dushkritis now this mooda mooda means grossly foolish he is a beast he is simply walking on the orders of someone mooda although he has so much of opportunity to earn his own livelihood and 
nicely become happy but he will be dependent on someone and he is having no clear intelligence aviveki basically he has no intelligence he is grossly foolish no matter how much you try to make him understand the reality of life or understand that there is so much of opportunity he will not understand because he is a moodaha prapadyante naradamaha naradamaha means nara means human nara adhama means the lowest human so now in the 84 lakh species there are 4 lakh species of human being and the lowest among these 4 lakh species is naradhama who are this naradhama basically those people who do not accept krishna as the supreme personality of godhead who do not understand the position of god these are the lowest of the men naradhama so very very dangerous right then there are this maya apratha gnana so this maya apratha gnana people are those people who have no intelligence this maya apratha gnana these are the people intelligence means to they have a lot of intelligence but they are misled these people are great philosophers they are scientists and lot of intellectuals big think tanks they are all working very hard somehow to create some solutions which can solve the problems of human beings they are working day and night and this is going on since time immemorial so many decades and centuries have passed and people are trying to become happy using their intelligence but unfortunately whenever they come up with some solution the solutions are themselves becoming a big problem so actually in one sense they are not finding a solution but they are just coming up with creative problems you know we always have heard about creative solutions but nowadays people are coming with creative problems a problem which will solve some situation some small things temporarily but then it is going to come back in a big form and again attack us they are just creating a lot of creative problems so these are the people maya maya pratyagnana they do not have the true intelligence and no proper knowledge and in fact they are having no gnana because gnana means we have understood in the previous session gnana means one who understands krishna gnana refers to that meaning where knowledge means to understand krishna to see everything in connection with krishna that is gnana so these people because they do not understand everything in connection with krishna that is why it is maya apratha gnana they are influenced by maya so now then these are the next category of people where asuram bhavam ashritaha asuram asu or asu means senses now all those people whose life's goal is only to satisfy their senses gross and subtle senses those whose mission of life is only to satisfy the senses these are the people who are called asuram these are the asuras asu means senses and asuram or asuram means those people who are only thinking of sense enjoyment sense gratification so asuram bhavam ashritaha now just see this is very very important 
if we carefully understand these four categories of people this dushkriti is who are those those moodas naradhamas maya pratagnana asuram bhavam ashritah all these four categories of people are called dushkritis they all belong to the category of dushkritis now dushkriti means those people who are demoniac in nature so now krishna is telling arjuna arjuna be careful he is telling us and giving this categories of people mentioning about these categories of people so that we understand what is our position where do we belong to right so that is why it is important that how these categories of people are always against krishna these four categories of people they do not surrender to krishna so krishna is giving who are those people who do not surrender these are the four categories of people who will never surrender to krishna so the best example is duryodhana in mahabharata if you carefully see duryodhana he is such a moodaha why he is moodaha because he was so foolish the lord himself gave him so many indications showed him the vishwarupa still he could not understand the position of krishna he wanted to bind krishna and he wanted to fight against krishna just see this moodah duryodhana was so foolish he could not understand the position of krishna and naradhama why is he naradhama also because so many nefarious activities he has done like giving poison like trying to insult draupadi and so many things like that naradhama and maya pratagnana when the pandavas were in exile they were always associating with the great saints they always wanted to gain more and more knowledge from the rishi munis but what was this doing this duryodhana was always engaged in self gratification always doing something nefarious even the great rishis came to him he never cared about him you see he always had some self interest in dealing with the sadhus also that is why when even uh, uh, the great rishi uh, who uh, you know who wanted to curse not wanted to curse but who went with his uh, disciples i uh, just beating my memory you know uh, who wanted to uh, go to the pandavas and uh, along with his disciples uh, he wanted to uh, ask for food and draupadi had uh, no food it's all over uh what's the sage name uh, uma kumar do you remember just uh, it's been long time from now uh, no prabhu ji okay so you see so now this uh, duryodhana was always having this kind of an attitude maya pratagnana and asuram bhavam ashita always enjoying his senses you see always wanted to enjoy lot and lot of money he had so much he was such a big king but still he wanted more he was having that asuram bhava now this this uh, duryodhana it's not that he was not aware of dharma in his own words in mahabharata it comes very nicely it is said that duryodhana when he was asked that okay why are you acting like this against the pandavas pandavas are after all your brothers they are the sons of your uncle pandu and they are actually a part of this family why are you against them so much 
are you not afraid of wrong things are you not aware of dharma that is when duryodhana says very nicely janami dharmam na chale prakritihi janami adharmam na chale nivrtihi just see he is saying that janami dharmam na chale prakritihi i know dharma janami i know i understand dharma very well but na chale prakritihi i will not do or perform any sort of dharma and janami adharmam i also understand adharma na chale nivrtihi but i will not give up acting on adharma just see he is like that and such people in spite of having knowledge of dharma when they do not act such people are called dushkritis when you have an ability or you have an understanding and then you do not act on that that is when you actually become a dushkritinaha so each one of us we should also understand that when we are having a certain ability the lord has given certain ability to all of us and when we do not utilize that ability that kriya shilataha which is in each one of us when we do not use that kriya shilataha then what happens is we fall into this category of dushkritinaha why because when you have that seed of a certain ability in you seeds are meant to sprout when the seeds sprout that is prakriti and when you do not use that seed and simply spoil the seed then that is unnecessary disturbance and that is not prakriti it is against prakriti spoiling is vikriti and creating and sprouting is prakriti so when you have an ability and then you sprout that ability in a nice way that is prakriti krishna wants you to act on the abilities that he has given you not simply have that ability and not use it that is dushkritinaha just like duryodhana he had the understanding of dharma but he was not acting on it so we may also have a certain understanding a certain ability and if we do not use it simply spoil that seed and follow what is simply told by our crazy mind then the problem will come we will fall into the category of dushkriti and here specifically this is being told with akrosha krishna is saying this word this particular shloka with little akrosha little anger in him why because he doesn't want arjuna to fall into the category of dushkritinaha arjuna is a great kshatriya he has the ability to fight or he is a great warrior but then if he does not act on that ability then he will fall into the category of dushkritinaha so that is why when we have ability we should work hard so this particular thing is not simply uh, specifically mentioned to duryodhana because it is the context of bhagavad gita and mahabharata this is not only to mention about duryodhana we should also contemplate and understand are we really becoming dushkritinaha in one way or the other way so you or we all will become dushkritinaha when we actually think only about sense gratification because that asuram bhava will come into us otherwise if we have the ability and we are not acting on that ability then we will fall again into the category of dushkritinaha so so important it is 
when we have an ability we should work and act upon it that is extremely important sometimes there will be difficulty asuram bhavam ashritah there will be a situation where certain external energies and forces will act upon us so that we don't follow the path of dharma that is another thing for example in the case of karna now karna when he was uh, before this fight when there was this uh, peace proposal and everything was going on lord krishna approaches karna can you imagine lord himself is going to karna and talking to him and saying that you are also a kunti putra kunti putra you are the eldest of the kunti putra actually karna has tears in his eyes he understand that yes i am actually the eldest krishna told that you as an eldest you will get the throne you are the rightful uh, person to get the throne he all these things were proposed to him but then karna said no no i have given my word to this duskritinaha duryodhana i have given my word and i will not accept there will be only panch pandavas there will not be six pandavas he tells this to krishna just see how foolish he is pandavas means only five and he was so against this arjuna he said that either arjuna will be there or i will be there but pandavas there should be only five this was his attitude and why did he act like this this is asuram bhavam ashritah this karna actually he is actually the son of the son of the sun god surya devata but in his previous life this karna was actually this sugriva in ramayana we have this uh, character sugriva and karna is actually an incarnation of this sugriva now sugriva what did he do he using the strength of lord rama he killed his elder brother vali and because of killing his elder brother this sugriva he actually got influenced by a demon an asura called sahastra kavacha so this sahastra kavacha actually had taken avesha into sugriva and that is why even when he was born as karna he had this influence of sahastra kavacha and that's why he had this shield also is one of the kavacha that he had was out of sahastra kavacha this sahastra kavacha had lost 999 only one was left and that was one was with karna and this sugriva in ramayana ramayana explains this very beautifully that when sugriva became the king sugriva forgot the promise that he had given to lord rama and the promise was to search mother sita for four months he did not do anything he was simply busy with his family enjoying the kingdom he forgot the promise that he had given to lord rama he was totally neglecting lord rama this was the situation of sugriva now you can imagine sugriva even in ramayana he had acted like that he had neglected the lord and here the same sugriva when he appears as karna he is again neglecting the words of krishna why because asuram bhavam ashritah he that asura asura had taken avesha had taken shelter of the, uh, this particular karna and that is how very sadly he uh, he loses his life later on 
because it did not understand the position of krishna so asuram bhavam ashritaha so many times it is possible that we may also get influenced by so many negative forces and we may be compelled to do something wrong very much possible so that is why we should be always in the association of devotees because devotees will protect us because that association of devotees will act like a fence so that is extremely important and arjuna is been asked here to not fall into the category of dushkritina and it is not just to duryodhana it is been referring to all of us krishna is telling this so that we understand whether we are falling into one of these categories so we should not fall into any of these categories that is what we should understand so when krishna is saying this with so much of akrosha we should know that there is so much of pain that he has when he sees people with ability are not utilizing that ability so now people will again say and comment oh what is this prabhu ji even krishna has anger and akrosha what kind of krishna is he he is telling and talking about so many dushkritinahas is defining these people but he himself is also becoming angry no krishna's anger is not a dosha krishna's anger is out of vatsalya please understand that krishna's anger is out of his care for all of us just like a mother when she is strict towards her children it is for the benefit of the children it is not that she personally is angry on the children she wants to beat them no it is out of love similarly lord also out of love he is expressing this anguish he is expressing this uh, akrosha so that we understand the gravity of these four kinds of people dushkritinahas who do not surrender to krishna right so with this let's go and uh, understand uh, the next verse which is again very interesting and exactly opposite to the verse that we just discussed so let us discuss uh, this very nice verse 16th verse so uh, uma kumar you can unmute yourself and let's chant the 16th verse very interesting yes, this is yes to <clears throat> चतुर्विधा भजंते चतुर्विधा भजंते जना सुकृत नो अर्जुन जना सुकृत अर्जुन आर्थो जिज्ञासुरर्थाजिज्ञासुरर्था ज्ञानी ज्ञानी <laughs> 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 Thank you. Very good.
So this is another very interesting verse and in this verse Krishna is talking about four types of people who actually surrender to him. So in the previous verse he said those people who do not surrender but here he is going to explain about four types of people who actually surrender to him. Now this is very very interesting very nice. And who are those people? Chaturvidha bhajante maam Sukritino Arjuna, Sukritino Arjuna. These are the very pious people. Who are these pious people? Artho, Jignasur, Artharthi, and Gnani. So these four types of people are one who are going to surrender to the Lord. Artho. So who are these people? Artho. Artho means those people who have a lot of problems in life. Those people who are distressed in life. Artho. Now distress can be caused because of the tapatrayas, right? Now there are these, uh, when we say tapatraya, it is basically Adi Bhautika, Adhyatmika and Adi Daivika Klesha. So these tapatrayas are always influencing and putting people into distress. So, artho means a person who is uh, very much distressed and this distress can be caused even because of all the diseases he is undergoing. So, many times people are afflicted with so much of disease and they are in pain and this situation, this condition is called artho. So people when they are deeply suffering because of some illness, they have tried every best medicine, every best uh, doctor and finally talking to so many people, they understand that okay now I should go to God and maybe God can help me. I'm in a distressed condition, I'm suffering so much, at least now let me go and surrender to Krishna. So these are the people, artho, they have the, so much of suffering and to get rid of the suffering, they go to Krishna, Artho. And then there are the next type of people who are also Artharthi. Artharthi means those people who are actually interested in money. They are always wanting some benefit. They are having a lot of financial problems, lot of difficulties in life because of no finances and they want to earn wealth and they are not able to and that is when in this kind of condition to acquire wealth, they approach the Lord. Artharthi. Then there is Jignasur. Those who are interested in gaining knowledge, they also approach Krishna, they surrender to Krishna. Those who are always uh, looking and seeking out for greater knowledge, some transcendental knowledge. Like all of us here, we are coming here and trying to understand Bhagavad Gita. We are trying to become Jignasu, right? We are all trying to be inquisitive. Those who are inquisitive about knowing what is truth about life, what will happen to me after death, what is my origin. All these inquisitive questions when people have, then such people will gradually they approach Krishna, Jignasur, even the mildest, unnoticed and the remote Jignasur question that comes into people's mind, the Paramatma within the heart will notice that and he will somehow direct this Jignasur towards him. 
Lord is very careful and always sensing these kind of inquisitiveness in the jivas, in the living entities. And moment when somebody inquisitively asks some questions, then Krishna will direct him within the heart to a special spiritual master who will guide him accordingly. Then Gnani is one who is acquiring the knowledge and also uh, he's acting on it and he wants to get liberated. So all these four categories of people who are distressed, who are inquisitive, who are in seeking a lot of material profits and wealth. And at the same time, those who are acquiring knowledge, who wants to acquire knowledge and get liberated, all these people are actually going to uh, surrender to Krishna. And Prabhupada, he explains that how this Artho and Artharthi, they mostly refer to Grahastas. Mostly the Grahastas are the one who suffer a lot. And at the same time, they are in need of money constantly. Whereas the Jignasur and Jnani, they are mostly for Tyagis. When I say Tyagis, it's basically Prabhupada explained that it is those who are Brahmacharis and Sannyasis. So these are the people who are Jignasus and Jnani. So Artho and Artharthi, these are there who generally are Grahastas and they are lower than those who are Jignasur and Jnani. Jignasur and Jnani people are much better than those who are Artho and Artharthi. So Artho means distressed people. Artharthi means uh, those who are seeking wealth. Now, does this mean that we are not supposed to earn money? Are we not supposed to acquire wealth? Because Krishna is saying, Artharthi, uh, they are just for the sake of money, they are going and approaching Krishna. So just see, Krishna is saying that even if you want to earn money and wealth, you can approach Krishna. You surrender to Krishna. So even for your material benefits, you can surrender to Krishna. A small child is there, he wants some toys or he wants to eat something. Will he go and ask anyone on the street, okay, give me this, give me that? No, he will go to his parents and parents will fulfill it. He will not run here and there. The others will simply neglect him. But when he has a certain desire, he will go and ask the parents. So similarly, he has devotees. When we are in need of something, why go here and there to the demigods? Let's go to the Lord. That's why he's saying that Chatur Vida Bhajante Maam. Maam means you come to me, not to the demigods and devatas. So here very nicely, Krishna is saying that even if you are in need of material wealth, you can approach me. Now there is a very, very nice, beautiful uh, uh, analogy or there is a beautiful pastime that comes in uh, the Srimad Bhagavatam. In the Srimad Bhagavatam, we have heard about uh, this uh, Shamantaka money, this Shamantaka jewel, which was with the king Satrajit. Satrajit had acquired it from the Surya Devata. And this money was very, very powerful. Anywhere, any city, any town, this uh, money is kept. There will be no famine and there will be no disturbances, natural calamities. But at the same time, the special characteristics of this Shamantaka money was, it would produce a lot of gold every single day. Now, this Shamantaka money could make anyone rich and Satrajit was really becoming very wealthy. Now, Satrajit ultimately became the father-in-law of Krishna because uh, uh, Satrajit's daughter was Satyabhama. And now, there was some uh, confusion and the pastime goes very beautifully and somehow, this Shamantaka money, it vanishes. And Balarama was 
very inquisitive to know from Krishna that where did this Shamantakamani go? In fact, he was becoming angry on Krishna and telling him, tell me where is this Shamantakamani now? Whom did you give? So constantly Krishna was trying to avoid, but you know what? Krishna had actually given it to Akrura. Now Akrura was such a great devotee of the Lord, but he had this tinge of desire to acquire and have this Shamantakamani. Not that for his own personal benefit, but Akrura being the devotee, he was constantly engaged in lot of uh, yagna, havana, dana. So he was in need of money. And that is why Krishna had given the Shamantaka money to Akrura. So one fine day, Krishna says, Okay, Akrura, now you please come and tell Balarama that you have this and it's with you. So you see how when somebody has a specific desire to acquire money or anything that they can still approach Krishna and Krishna gave and he fulfills that desire, you see. So Krishna actually gave this. His wonderful Shamantakamani was given to his great devotee Akrura. And a similar thing if we see, even in Ramayana also, in the Ramayana, there is this uh, pastime when Lord Rama has come to the southern borders when he wanted to cross this Lanka. And at that time, Vibhishana, because of being offended at uh, the palace of Ravana, Vibhishana, he comes to take shelter of Lord Rama. And now when he comes to take shelter of Lord Rama, Rama did not accept immediately. He asked all his other Vanarasena. He asked, okay, this person has come from the opposite side. He has come from the enemy side. Right? So now, all these Vanaras, when they saw him, they were against his uh, being a part of our team, this Rama's team, they were saying this is uh, uh, Shatrupaksha Agataha. They all said Shatrupaksha. He is from the Shatrupaksha. We should not take him inside. We should not uh, take him. Then, when all this Vanarasena, he, they denied. And then finally, uh, Lord Rama asked Hanuman. Hanuman said, he can be a part of our team. He can be a part of our army. Hanuman said, why? Hanuman said, although he is from the other party, but you see, he has the desire also to become the king of all these different uh, asuras there. All these uh, people who belong to the Ravana lineage, the demonic lineage, he has the desire to become the king and as long as Ravana is there, he cannot become the king. Now, that doesn't mean that Vibhishana was a non-devotee. Vibhishana was a great devotee of Lord Rama. But at the same time, it was noticed by Hanuman that he has this desire to become the king also. And that is why Hanuman said, because he has this desire, and his desire will be fulfilled only if he is there with us. He will not cheat us. So with that condition, we can take him in our army. So this was the logic that Hanuman gives. And that is how Vibhishana became a part of uh, Lord Rama's army. And then later on, he was uh, 
put on the throne of uh, Sri Lanka. You see? So, what happened now? Even there, in this case of Vibhishana, he had this desire to acquire the kingdom and Lord fulfills that. So, why am I saying this? Is because as Grihasthas, we should not we should not think that okay spirituality means we should give up our roles and responsibility and we should not earn money no that's not the case so each one of us to our best capacity we should not give that ability to earn we should actually uh, try and enjoy whatever is been allotted to us in our quota in this particular human form so that should be taken care of properly and we should not neglect it so then of course, Jnani Cha Bharatarishabha. So, these are a few things that Krishna has explained here. And now, uh, this Jignasi is Atato Brahma Jignasa. Jignasu doesn't mean that you become Jignasa of only eating, sleeping, mating, defending. Jignasu means one who is inquisitive about knowing the Brahman. What is the Supreme Brahman? Right? So, that is Jignasu. And Jnani means, of course, you know that... Uh, who is acquiring knowledge and who wants to get liberated from this uh, material world. Then, that is why Krishna is although uh, he is mentioning that these are the four categories of people, Sukriti Nahas, who actually uh, take shelter of me, who surrender to me, who approach me. But this is not in the category of the pure devotion. Pure devotion is beyond this specific thing that Krishna has explained here. Pure devotion means Anyhabilashita Shunyam Jnana Karmadhyana Vritam Anukulyena Krishna Anushilanam Bhaktir Uttama So, pure bhakti means Anyhabilashita Shunyam There is no abhilashas, no material desire. Now all these people who this Chaturvida Bhajantema they have certain abhilasha, they have a desire that okay Cure me from this distress, uh, give me some wealth or my Lord, please uh, satisfy my uh, intellectual ability or give me some knowledge. All these people have certain inclinations or they have some material desires. But pure devotion is free from all these abhilashas, materialistic abhilashas. Anukulyena Krishnanu Shilanam Bhakti Ruttama. We do only those things which are meant for bhakti. So that is what is pure devotion. That is why Pavitram Bhavan. We can go to the Pavitra Dhamma only when we become Pavitra, pure. Purity means not having any material desires. So this is what we should understand. This is very, very important. So, in this uh, session, we have actually understood what are the four categories of people who do not surrender to Krishna. And in the 16th verse, Krishna is explaining those people who surrender to Krishna. So, now with this analysis, you can put yourself in one of the categories. Now, a single person can have all these four categories or four types of uh, uh, consciousness within him. It's very much possible. A single person can act uh, like a Jignasu. He can act like a 
artho or artharthi or he can become a gyani very much possible a person can go into different phases at different points of time similarly the dushkritin is all dushkritinas also they also like duryodhana we mentioned that all the four categories there all the four uh, uh, dushkritina tendencies were there in duryodhana so similarly now with knowing this we can actually put ourselves and categorize okay what are the things that i am supposed to do and what i am not supposed to do if i am doing this 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 then i am actually a dushkritinaha and if i am doing this 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 then i am actually a sukritinaha so whether we fall in the category of sukritinaha or we follow or fall in the part of dushkritinaha it it is what krishna has explained we have to analyze with this knowledge that krishna is giving us so krishna is making it very clear for us to analyze our own self it is not only meant to refer to duryodhana it is actually meant to help us to understand what is our position when it comes to surrenderance to krishna so this is the most important thing this is what we have to understand from this particular shlokas 15 and 16 and of course there are many more things that we are going to discuss going forward we'll try to understand some more uh, aspects of this particular uh, shlokas and we will continue our discussion so uma kumar uh do you have any questions uh, not related to this guruji guru chakras how it is going to help uh, in spiritual uh, life guruji which one the chakras. seven chakras yes yes guruji ha huh, the seven chakras are basically the seven energy centers within our body and uh, now the prana which the pranavayu which is constantly moving which is actually energizing this uh, uh, seven chakras and when we become more and more spiritual these chakras uh, they start exhibiting more and more power they start exhibiting more and more energy the spiritual energy there is the kundalini also so the kundalini is like a lotus flower which is uh, situated in the pelvic region so what happens is when you become very spiritual and uh, when you are uh, advancing in spiritual life then there is kundalini jagrat you know this there is the opening of the lotus so when this lotus this kundalini is completely jagrat then it has the capacities to store all the cosmic energy that is coming and you become very very potent very very powerful so this opening of the kundalini jagrat uh, can be done only by chanting hari krishna mahamantra in this particular yuga Uh, there are a lot of yoga systems and everything which are quite difficult but then in our case we just chant hari krishna mahamantra and automatically this kundalini will become jagrat it will get awakened and once it is awakened it will energize all the seven chakras also and that is how uh, you will not be affected much with all the external disturbances uh, the diseases and this and that you will not be affected so much because you are quite powerful and uh, you become very awakened of uh, the situations and the reality you start seeing things as they are the intelligence becomes very clear so all these seven chakras when they are purified properly with uh, proper devotion when we chant hari krishna mantra then you will see a lot of difference so these are the by products the energizing the uh, the seven chakras and the kundalini are by products of chanting hari krishna mahamantra So when we chant Hare Krishna Mahamantra, automatically all these things are taken care of. But when we talk about chanting, chanting attentively with devotion, only then 
this all Kundalini Jagrata and the centers, seven chakras will become powerful and awakened. Right? Yes, yes. Any other question? Nothing. Great, wonderful. So I hope uh, we have uh, clarified some of these things today. We have discussed something very interesting. You can always go back and you can listen to it uh, whenever yes, you want and you can share this also yes, to all your friends and family members so that they also get a chance to listen to these things. So uh, with this, we will end our session today yes. and we will continue again uh, from the next Sunday. And uh, let us see what Krishna is going to explain in the next verses. It's going to be yes. interesting. Okay. In Spotify. Uh, one one yeah. thing in Spotify, I am listening Secrets of Success uh, every day. Probably morning while going walk or jogging. Daily okay. in the morning, I will go jog, walk, or I will do yoga every day. Uh -huh. Really, really, that is a one kind of life changing. Probably so many things. Thank you very much. So this is I, something that all of uh, you can also who are listening to this. Uh, Uba Kumar has been listening to all the sessions uh, on Secrets of Success in Spotify. You can all uh, subscribe to this uh, Secrets of Success on different podcast channels uh, or you can also listen to the sessions here. Uh, so Spotify and other uh, podcast channels like uh, uh, Anchor FM, of course, Anchor FM distributes it to uh, the Apple podcast, the Google podcast. Uh, you can also see them and hear them in Podbean. So CastBox also I'm uploading. So these are the few platforms where you can listen to all these Bhagavad Gita sessions and uh, you can also subscribe to these. And if you like them, you can also share with others so that people will also get benefit out of this. So thank you very much. And uh, we'll also upload the recent uh, podcast and these sessions very soon. So stay tuned and we will meet again next Sunday. Take care. Hare Krishna.